Welcome back to the motherfucking Minority Sports Report. I am your boy, Big Black. And from the very isolated satellite of love, it's uh, Jason Snog beaming in. Jay Snog beaming in. We won't... Uh, Another week of no sports to talk about. <laughs> right. We won't hold you hostage too long this week. Um, yeah, it'll be easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl type stuff today now um what are we opening with um free agency was that what yeah i guess free agency i mean the the nfl is still acting like everything's okay (laughs) because for them it is they didn't have to cancel their season yet yeah, they, they haven't had to cancel it yet. They're the, them and the president, everything's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> Return to life as normal. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, some of the uh, lower, lower end free agency uh, signings are happening. Uh, the, the Ravens just signed Eric Wolf. Oh, wow. Uh, so good for Derek Wolf. Uh, I've been seeing him play. He was a legit crazy person. Yeah. Which, you know, you want at least one of those guys on the team. But, uh, yeah, he gets some money from the Ravens. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, I guess he'll still, I guess his house, like, obviously at home will still be here. So that's cool. Uh, I guess he likes Colorado a lot. Uh, but yeah, that was that and uh, what? Broncos also signed to re signed Shelby Harris, which I think is a good idea. Oh, we signed Flash Gordon. Fucking Melvin Gordon. Josh Gordon is From Flash. The <laughs> Josh Gordon's still playing. <laughs> no, 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 I said Josh Gordon's that's the Flash. Wrong oh, wrong, yeah. wrong Gordon. But yeah, Melvin Gordon's still a beast, though. But, uh... I think anybody named Gordon is probably Flash, because people who come up with nicknames <laughs> right. for football players are not clever. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But that was kind of the big splash of the free agent for my team. Uh, what? Who did, uh... Didn't Patriots sign somebody? I have no idea. No, I guess not. <laughs> but if, I mean, going to the Patriots, they'll probably suck this year, get like the number one pick, and then end up drafting fucking that guy out of like uh, Ohio or whatever. <laughs> You're damn right. You're goddamn right. No, sir. I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's really, other than like the big players, you know, the stars, I don't really, I don't really pay too much attention to, uh, free agency because free agency to me doesn't mean shit until the season starts because 
people get cut, people get injured, people play preseason games and things of that nature. People do drugs, people beat their wives, you know, all types of shit happens. So uh NFL free agency can suck my dick. No, I normally agree with you. I'm just like, well, this is the only sports news that's happening, right? Yeah, now. no shit. I've been that and Fidel is so desperate to find people. He's like, if anybody fucking criticizes the draft, I'm going to fucking find you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, because that's that that always works, you know, <laughs> finding people. Well, it's just it just means that, like, John Elway's not going to criticize it on the record. Like, right. You know, right. I play Broncos source is saying, you know. Yeah, dog. This. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> they should, I, I understand where the teams are coming from. Because they're like, well, we can't interview them in person. We can't blah, 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 blah. But also, fuck you guys. Uh, right. <laughs> For real. Like, there, there's tape. Uh, you can ask your weird, embarrassing questions to, quote, throw them off. Even though I think it's more just like you guys being dicks. Because that's what most people in football are. Dicks. Um, dicks with dicks. Like, yeah, well, it's just like, you know, like, oh, let me ask Jez Bryant if his mom's mother was a prostitute. What the fuck, man? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? It doesn't, but, you know, the, I, yeah, underst- well, I understand 100%, but at the same time, it's like, if you're going to have somebody representing your team, you got to know if they can handle the shit because reporters will eat your ass alive, you know? Um, so I think I think that has to do with it a little bit. But mostly, I think it's dick moves. Yeah. But also, yeah, NFL. I don't know. I have no sympathy for the NFL. No, the hell teams, no. Really. Hell no. Zero. You know what? You know who has to draft a team every year just using video? I do, you dick. <laughs> You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have millions of dollars on the line, man. You're not. Oh, so- but they'll be fine. <laughs> oh. They'll be fine. No, they won't, Julian. Tradition, <laughs> Julian. Tradition. No, <laughs> They just make a lot of money. They didn't make all the money. I mean, right, right. Feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get all the money. Yeah, and yeah, zero sympathy for the NFL as an organization. Zero. Um, honestly, for all major sports organizations, when it comes down to it. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was like coming out. It was like Steve Ballmer. You know, expected the Clippers to lose ten million dollars this year. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I just literally, I literally rolled my eyes and made a jack off motion. Like, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know, and like, and it's it's mostly concessions because people are still buying jerseys, people are still buying hats and sneakers and all that shit. You know, it's literally the fucking food. He paid two million dollars for that fucking team. Ten million dollars is nothing to him. Oh no, shit. No, it's not. Like. That's, you know, that's 20 bucks to you and me. Oh, for real. No, absolutely. In the grand scheme of that man's fucking payroll and, I mean, excuse me, his bank account. Yeah. 10 million. And it's not like he's eating the 10 million and damn his damn self, you know, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. We're smarter than that now. We know how rich people operate. You ain't losing your money. God. Ugh. 
but speaking, uh, but because they're going to lose so much money, they're thinking about restarting game the NBA with uh, with zero crowds, which yeah. I think it's dumb. I think it's like on par with the president being like, "I want everything open by Easter." It's like what. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Oh, yeah, that, that that idiot, he came out today and extended it to uh, the end of April, at least. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, no, that's crazy. I mean, it would be like watching a fucking FIBA game. No, sir. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. FIBA has crowds. I, it would be interesting, though, because then you would hear the players talking to each other. Right. And that, for the NBA, man, when there's all that noise and shit going on, there's so many niggas and fucks and motherfuckers, like, throwing oh, them. Oh, no. I was going to say, you are going to hear the N-word. Yeah. Another like, man, all the other man, the N-word. Fuck <laughs> like, yeah, dog. On national television, that happens. Because you can't. I don't give a fuck. Press conferences, yeah, you can control your, your shit. But when you're in the heat of a game. Can you imagine? Uh, can you guys try not to curse, especially you know, using the n word while you're playing? They were like, "Are you what the fuck, nigga?" Like, nah, dog, <laughs> nah. Everybody on the court and on the field curses. It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. Shit. Yeah. Oh man, no. It's, I imagine they're gonna have to have like a, at least a fifteen second display delay, and they'll just be occasional, just log. Oh, yeah. No, at least, at least 15 seconds. Yeah, it, it would just be straight silence. You'll hear, like, sneakers and basketball dribbling and then nothing. You're like, what's wrong with my TV? And then it'll pop back in because these niggas is dropping end bombs on the court. Like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking funny. I hope they do it just so I can see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds. Yo, because you'd hear, you'd hear everything. You'd hear the assistant coaches, you know, which oh, yeah. we we don't normally hear. We can hear the coaches sometimes, but we never. You you'll hear everything, man. Um, and I think that would be kind of interesting, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, from that aspect, I think it's, I think it's totally cool, and I would like to see that. But like from just like a safety <laughs> standpoint, I'm just like, come on, man. Like, oh yeah. Just, just take, call it a season. Right, just take the L. Wait till... Yeah, take the L. We've had fucking shortened seasons before. We've had incomplete seasons before. Yeah. Uh, the whole world is taking an L right now. It's okay. It's okay. During the Spanish flu of uh, 1919... Yeah, it was like 1918 or whatever fucking year it was. Yeah, 1918. They, they played the Stanley Cup uh, for uh, four games, each team won two games, and then they had to they had to suspend it because nine players and both coaches got fucking sick. Wow, that's brutal! Oh so shit! So it's the only uh, championship to ever end in a tie. Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, somebody got mad in the NBA. Uh, Christian Wood, he's a player, I believe, for the Pistons. And uh, he's pissed off that his positive coronavirus test leaked to the public. 
Yeah. Well, that's—I mean—that's his people, right? That would be his fault. I don't fucking know, dog. That's medical shit. So who the fuck is releasing this yeah. dude's fucking information? Two uh, Avalanche players uh, tested positive for Corona. Oh shit! They're the first two players in the NBA to get or NHL to get it. Oh man, this story is crazy. As the more I'm reading. <laughs> Said he was upset his name got out there because he didn't release it. He basically told the team staff. Somebody on that shit told the world. And basically, he didn't even get to tell his mother before she found out on the news. Um, And then this is from, I was very unhappy about that. I told our staff, this is unprofessional. This can't happen again. This is so unfair to our player. Yeah, that's a lawsuit, Doug. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, because that's. That's probably leaking medical information. That's like super against the law. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> That's hella against the law. Especially like let alone like your fucking your confidence and shit being betrayed and your privacy. But yeah, man. That is hella illegal. Let me come to you as a medical professional for my job to tell you some shit and then now the whole world knows before I can even call my mom? What is that? You know? That is crazy. That is crazy. Uh, but yeah, basketball might be a thing again. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Playing in empty arenas across the nation. Fucking Vince McMahon. They're they're like taping WrestleMania right now, and a lot of the big name stars are pissed off, and they're like walking out and shit. So they're like trying to cover have all these different angles like so-and-so got injured but in reality the motherfucker was like i'm not doing this you know this is fucking dangerous this is pointless just fucking cancel the goddamn show but vince mcmahon is like nope nope the show must go on same thing with dana white um this next ufc 249 he's still trying to have it go down in an empty arena and joe rogan was like cool i'm not having no parts of this shit so joe rogan will not be um an announcer for that next UFC. They're going to have somebody else do it, which is stop. Stop. Just take the L. Just take the fucking loss, yo. I don't know. It's greed. For real, I'm not that greedy. I guess I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm not. Yeah. They don't have all the money. (laughs) They have have some of the money. They have a lot of it, but they don't have all of it. And that's, that's why we have to, you know, really like them. (laughs) <laughs> and admire them. Uh, because they're they're willing they're willing to let them you know it would be just awful if Dana White and Vince McMahon contracted coronavirus oh, it would be fucking be awful the worst thing in the world it would be so so terrifying so so sad um, yeah it would be terrible it wouldn't be justice in some sort of cosmic sense <laughs> <laughs> it would not no no definitely not no justice no, served. There. I, would, I would never wish that on anybody, especially <laughs> those two proven good people. <laughs> I good. mean, everybody knows what a good person Vince McMahon and Dana White, good people Dana White and Vince McMahon are. Oh, yeah. Check the track records. Good, just like you just want to take them out for a beer. <laughs> take them out for drinking. Have a good time. Um, man. Yeah. Man. We're on Vince McMahon, so we just keep it on Vince McMahon. Uh, 
We recently watched a Vice documentary. It's a TV series called Dark Side of the Ring. Season two premiered last week, I believe. And it was basically a two-hour documentary with commercials um, about mostly Chris Benoit. But it was about um, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, their relationship, their family, how Eddie died, how Chris lost his shit, and then how Chris killed his youngest son and his wife. Um, And it's fucking brutal, man. Oh, my God. I knew some of the details yeah. at the time, but fuck. Fuck. Yeah, no, I uh, I didn't know. I, like, I, I knew that he had killed his wife and son, but I never really looked into it beyond that. Um, mostly because I was like, oh, I really liked Chris Benoit. And then I was like, oh, he's just a fucking murderer. I don't, I don't want to know anything about him. But, yeah, I watched this. I forgot that fucking Eddie Guerrero died so young. Yeah, and I didn't know. I didn't know that's how he died. He he of heart failure. Um, yeah, that shit was sad. That was really sad. Uh, that yeah, Chavo Guerrero, like Chavo Guerrero. That was something I haven't thought about in like twenty years. Right, and that's exactly <laughs> how I felt about him watching this shit. And it's just like all these memories of like watching, you know, wrestling at that time period, and just being like, oh shit. Latino heat, I totally forgot that was like a thing. That stable was dope. So I was feeling all happy and nostalgic. And then, you know, they're like, yeah, then Eddie died and everybody lost it. And I was like, fuck, I was eating and I started crying. I was like, how y'all gonna make me feel this happy and then just murder my joy? Motherfuckers. But, uh. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, there was just. Man, like, <laughs> I didn't know that, like, Chris Benoit, like, tortured his wife before he fucking murdered her. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, for those of you who don't have uh, cable, uh, the it's on Vice. It's all on YouTube right now. Uh, yeah. You can watch it on the Vice channel on YouTube. But, um, like, yeah, like, I didn't know he, like, and then, like, the sun. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's horrifying. And, um, I don't know. It just shows what, like, CET and, like, steroids and just depression can do to a person. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, too. Um, because, like we said, we haven't thought about this shit for at least 20 years, you know? It seems like it's been a really long fucking time. And, uh, at the time... I remember we were all, you know, joking about it and shit. Just like, oh, he roid rage. It's like, it's, obviously, it's not a joking matter, but like, that's what we were saying. Like, you know, he snapped, he roid raged. Um, but watching this documentary, some guy was like, nah, dog, Chris had really bad CTE. And obviously, we all collectively know what CTE is now because of the NFL and the players who have been killing themselves and, you know, just the tragedy with that shit. So it was really interesting to have that spin on it all these years later. Okay. I shouldn't say spin because it's truth. You know, this was scientifically yeah, was a combination of like all of those. Yes. Factors. Yes. Everything, man. And it was just having all this information. Now it was just like, Holy shit. This was a fucking atom bomb on a train ready to crash into the first person closest to them, you know? And damn, it yeah. was so sad. So sad still. But, uh, oh. Yeah. Whew, I recommend watching that shit. It is a, like I said, that was season two's premiere. Uh, season one has already aired. And uh, from what Scam has told me, it's basically about 70s and 80s wrestlers. 
um, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. And then there was the Montreal screw job, which happened in the mid nineties, I believe, or the late nineties when they fucked Bret yeah, Hart. There's one on that. There's one on like, uh, Moolah, Miss Moolah or whatever. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. And like her really weird, complicated legacy to say it <laughs> politely. <laughs> <laughs> the great Moolah. Oof. Yeah. But like, uh, but yeah, this, uh, Benoit one was, was great. I, I forgot Dean Malenko was a person. Oh yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> For real. The ice man. <laughs> Dean fucking Malenko, bro. Dean Malenko. Uh, but, uh, like, yeah, no. And I remember like when they talked about like when Eddie and Chris and all of them went from WCW. WCW to WWF. I remember what a big deal that was. Oh, it was fucking huge, yo. That like, shit was... I remember watching that and being like, oh my god! Oh yeah, dog. That was because I wasn't like a WCW fan, but obviously you know wrestling. If you watch wrestling, you knew who the top stars were of each promotion. And I always knew, never really watched him wrestle, but when I did, Eddie Guerrero, just like so small, but so fucking beastly to watch um so yeah just nostalgia's kicking in now we're just talking about shit from you know we were teenagers <laughs> yeah no eddie guerrero was always fun like he was always like the character i enjoyed and it made me if nothing else the documentary makes you remember and appreciate who eddie guerrero was and yeah. from a technical standpoint, like how good of a wrestler Chris Benoit was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was a horrible murderer. <laughs> yeah. No, that's and that's I, I like the uh towards the end of that documentary, a lot of the guys that were close to him, there was like, What what do you say about Chris? Chris was probably one of the best wrestlers we've ever seen, and that's all I'm gonna say about it, because that's all he deserves. And then there was some shit that Chris Jericho had said at the end. He's like, you know, one wrestler is remembered in the pantheon of excellence and his partner is literally erased from history, you know, and that's just like that shit's crazy, man. It's just crazy. Um not that I'm like but, defending uh, Chris Benoit or anything like that, but it's true, man. Just like they got oh rid of no, him fast. And yeah, and I uh, I agree with the uh the documentary where uh, Chris Benoit's, uh, I can't even remember her name, and now I feel bad about it. Uh, Who, Nancy? Nancy, yeah. Nancy should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes. Like, if you're not going to put, if you're going to erase Chris, that's fine. But, like, put his wife in there and, you know, put Nancy in there. Let her stand on her own. Absolutely. And then you can be like, hey, you know, we're acknowledging this shit Bad shit happens in history. Horrible shit happens. You should never forget it. You should always acknowledge that it happened. Uh-huh. Don't embrace it. Don't celebrate it. But acknowledge that it happened. So that next time, it won't, hopefully. No, that's real. Absolutely. All I'm saying, that's like, why, yeah. Yeah. You can't ignore ugly parts of history, whether it's in wrestling, our history, you know, family history or whatever. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It was a great documentary. I know we're all somber and shit about it. 
because obviously that's the big takeaway. But it was really fun. It's a really fun documentary. It's really not all that sad. Um, it's very sad, but there's a lot of redemption um, in there and a lot of uh, connection. Yeah, you learn a lot about Nancy and who she was. And yeah, like, right. That's stuff I didn't know about and really understand. But yeah. And um, like how she changed the, the wrestling game. Absolutely. And I remember watching the trailer. I had mentioned this to game. Maybe this was like not on the podcast. But we were just talking. And yeah, I was like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, that woman, she looked so familiar. And he goes, yo, that's woman from WCW. And I was like, what, nigga? And I, I knew her from being like a child. And I, I just didn't know that she was married to Chris Benoit because I missed all that shit when they were in WCW. Um, but yeah, great documentary. Check that shit out. I'm sure the other episodes are just as good if you're interested in the subject matter. And even if you're not, they're good yeah. human stories. Like, that's kind of what it boils down to. It's good human stories. Vice is hit or miss for me, but this one is a hit. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree. Very hit or miss with Vice. It's the, it's the ADD of my news. Sometimes it's on point and sometimes I'm like, Vice, Jesus Christ. What are you doing? This is not this is not news. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is not news. Or also just like, man, what are you just like this is what this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. But uh <sighs> excuse me, you caught me yawning on the air. Uh we are going to <laughs> we're gonna throw it to scheme, close it out here in a minute. So let's take a listen and we'll be right back. Yo, nigga, what up? What up, bro? Ain't shit, dog. It's fucked up. Man. Fucked up doing stupid shit. Power went out and everything is all fucked up. You know? Yeah. Don't worry. Tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how are things in Massachusetts? Uh, same old, same old. Uh, people still quarantined and shit, but uh, supermarkets seem to be getting stopped, so that's good. Word. Yeah, same shit out here. Cool. COVID-19 is fucked up. Now, uh, yeah, so let's get into some sports and shit. Take it away, my Uh, guy. So, yeah, first off, the UFC news. Uh, John Jones got arrested again. Yeah. Uh, He was arrested early Thursday morning. Uh, He was charged with aggravated DWI. I don't understand what's aggravated about a DWI. He was super DWI. No, sir. Um, but yeah, I mean, so he was parked. So I don't, I don't completely understand it, but whatever. So it's aggravated DWI, uh, negligent use of a firearm, because apparently he let off a shot. This nigga. Uh, possession of an open container, and no proof of insurance. <laughs> um during the stop he admitted to officers that he had uh, like he said in, in this was quoted in the report like a drink of vodka oh my god <laughs> uh, but it was reported that he had an open bottle of Jorge Masvidal's tequila in his jeep oh um, and I remember if they said it was like more than half or less than half but it's a good good portion of it was gone damn uh, they also found a shell casing next to the next to his jeep because um, I think they said when they originally went up to him, 
they had asked him about the gunshot. He said he didn't, he didn't hear anything, but they they found a sh uh, shell casing. From, well, from one of the reports that I've seen, they found a casing that matched the gun that he had in his car. I uh, was under his driver's seat. Jesus Christ, Johnny. Um, I, there's a video of it. Uh, obviously, I mean, everything's fucking right. cammed now. Um, the police officers had a, a lapel cam. I didn't watch the actual video, but uh, apparently in the video, he tells the officers that um, what do you say? Uh, that he has ADHD because he gets punched in the head for a living. I don't know if that factors into ADHD, but that's what he said. Um, and then he also said that uh, not a lot of people know this about him, but he has short-term memory loss. Oh man, that. I mean, it's it can all possibly be true. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's just, I mean, who knows for sure. I, like I said, didn't watch the video or anything like that. I'm just going off the report that I read. Damn. Damn, Johnny. Sounds like he had a rough night. For sure. I also read somewhere that because of the whole COVID-19 shit, that um, it's possible this may just get dismissed. Oh, right, because there's just a bunch of other shit to worry about. Yeah, yeah so we'll see what Damn. happens. Yo. Uh, but, I mean, it could be... I don't know. Do they spend them? Do they strip them? Do they even bother doing anything to them since it's not like competition shit? Like, who knows? I don't know, man. That sounds like a almost suicide. Just yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. No, neither did I until you started until you started saying the COVID nineteen. Then I was like, oh, I don't know. Just like it was like a movie scene played out in my head, but like half bottle, one shot. You know, just kind of in the loan in a parking lot. Like, that shit's crazy. I hmm. hope it's nothing serious. I hope yeah, he was just actually, fucked up. Because there's a little bit more that I kind of left out because it, I mean, it didn't really just seem like the ramblings of a drunk man. But now that you mentioned that, it kind of fits. He mentioned a lot of shit about his family. Mm. Like, going through a hard times and shit like that. He wanted to be with his family and shit like that. Yeah, he had so, a rough night. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Shit, Johnny boy. Let's get it together, brother. Hope you're all right. Seek the help you need, because drugs, while fun, aren't the answer. Yeah. But we will see yeah, what happens shit. with Mr. Jones. <clears throat> Mr. Jones. Now, AEW Dynamite. Dynamite! Uh, still going on from that spot in Jacksonville. I forgot the name of it. Daly's Palace. Uh, Daly's Place? Something like Daly's that. Place. That outdoor theater, amphitheater, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> another episode started. This time, more sanctions uh, because of COVID-19. So there was no uh, wrestlers on the side of the ring. Uh, the announced crew was down to just Tony Schiavone. And they actually had Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega sitting in. Uh, they also had matches that night, so they were kind of in and out. <laughs> yeah, that's just um, crazy. But yeah, so another episode of Dynamite. This one started with Cody Rhodes and Jimmy Havoc. Um, pretty solid match. Um, don't remember seeing too much of Jimmy Havoc. I know you had a couple of matches. But... uh. 
Yeah, um, Cody hit him with, was it, I think two crossroads in a row. It was like two or three. Uh, which, is his, yeah. which is his finisher, <laughs> and then ended up getting the win. Um, what happened? Oh, the video, the Jake the Snake video uh, came on the screen, and, I mean, Jake the Snake does what Jake the Snake does. Yep. Cut an awesome promo in, <laughs> in a video form. Uh, basically challenged Cody and, well, not... I don't think he challenged them into like a tag match or anything. It was obviously telling Cody to bring whoever he wants down to the ring with him. Talking about Arn Anderson, uh, Brandy, QT Marshall, whoever the fuck else he wants to bring his brother. Um, but basically said that he wants a match versus Lance Archer. And after all that, um, it sounded like Cody told told uh, Tony Schiavone that next week I think they're going to have a match. Yeah, which would be this Because he kept saying Lance Archer is going to make his debut next week, so I'm assuming that it's going to be him and Cody, unless they just said that he's going to be in action versus somebody else. Because Cody did say that he shouldn't jump straight to Cody. He should start off with, like, lower-level wrestlers. Yeah. Nah, that'd be cool. Because you can't have every wrestler just fighting the main guy when they come in. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean... I don't know how much about this dude from his WWE days. Nah, neither do I. And I don't know if he's main event level or what, what the case is, but we will find out next week, I guess. Yay, yay. Uh, after that, uh, we had a promo cut by Darby Allen on Kip Sabian. Um, I actually think this is the first time we actually heard Darby's voice on Dynamite. Uh. Nah. I don't remember him talking. I mean, the other things, I mean, the main videos were when he got his, got the skateboard to the throat, so he was using the no talking gimmick there. But I don't remember him having an interview or anything like that. No, I don't think he's ever had an interview and shit, but I, I mean, okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think that was the first time he was like scripted to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, talking shit in the ring and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I was like, nah, he's, he's a, he's a model. But yeah, yeah, nah, you're right, you're right. Uh, so yeah, so that led into the Darby Allen Kid Sabian match. Um, pretty solid match. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think Kip Sabian's on Darby Allen's level, but he's not a bad wrestler. But no. uh, I just think that could have been a better match if uh, he had some better competition, kind of. Yeah. Kip Sabian, like you um, said, he's good, but he's not. He's not on the level of Darby. One thing I noticed, uh, well, I heard um, on during my rewatch when I was taking notes because I didn't hear it the the night we watched it live on the the chat. Yeah. Um, Cody compared it to a young Dar- compared Darby Allen to a young Sting. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Um, I, I don't know if you're, I know you're not big on WCW, but Sting was the man back in the day, so I I kind of see where they're going with that. I mean, there are certain Maybe a wrestlers. Too early to call that, but yeah. I was say, there are certain wrestlers that transcend brand, and Sting was obviously yeah. one of them. Sting! Yeah. yeah. That's a good uh, compliment. Cody. What I said, no, that's a good compliment coming from Cody. Oh, for sure. Like, and shit. Cody is a super, super fan when it comes to wrestling, so, I mean, yeah. he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Not just for the ratings. Uh, so, this one ended. Uh, Darby Allen hit that... Um, 
jumping over the shoulder cutter that he does, and then ended up pinning, pinning Kip Sabian with the, they call it, so they called it the Last Supper. Right. It's apparently already, it's already got a name, it's the Gibson, well it's apparently got two names. It's the Gibson leg lock or the Fuller leg lock, where they roll you up for a pin, but Darby's using that as one of his finisher, like finishing pin moves. And it's called the Last Supper. Gotcha. The Last Supper, dog. <laughs> After that, we had. Uh, oh, this was Jake Hager taking on basically a nobody. Yeah. Um, Chico Adams, dude from Massachusetts. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what was it? What was it Lee Mass? I think it was. Yeah, from Lee. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, this dude didn't stand a fucking chance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had a couple of, he did a couple of things, but nothing versus Hager. Um, Hager basically ran right through him. He, um, at one point he got him in that arm triangle, but it was like from a seated, uh, seated position. And that's how he got the win. Um, Adam submitted there. Uh, Hager kind of held on a little longer after the bell, but eventually let go. And as he was celebrating, uh, John Moxley came down from and uh, didn't attack him from behind. Um, Hager turned around, seen him, and they went at it. Uh, they were trading blows, and Moxley hit him with a paradigm shift. And it looked like it was over from there, but Hager recovered pretty quick and went for an ankle lock. But Moxley rolled out of it and then sent Hager stumbling to the outside of the ring. And that's kind of how that ended. Uh, they went to commercial, and when they came back, they interviewed Moxley backstage, where he basically said that he's finally medically cleared and that he's out for blood, and it looks like he's starting with Hager. Um, so it kind of seems like they're setting up a Hager-Moxley title match at some point. Yeah. After, yeah. Uh, after that, had the weird video of uh, the exalted one, Brody Lee. Finally, eating backstage. Yeah, I finally got it. I was reading about that shit. Got what? That promo, what it was all about. Oh, the whole eating thing? Yeah. It's yeah, fuck- another shot at Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, so, yeah, basically, Brody Lee is sitting there with uh, two of his minions, as they called, uh, of the Dark Order. Um, Brody is eating a steak. The other two dudes have steak dinners in front of them, but they're not eating. Um, QT Marshall. Uh, no, dude, that's what I'm saying. Fuck. He's basically, like, in the promo, Brody Lee's kind of offering QT Marshall a spot in the inner circle because um, they're about to have a match. But um, at one point, one of his minions starts to, like, cut into the steak and he flips out on him, tells him that he, nobody eats. Um, until he's done eating and he kicked that dude out of the room then he continues to eat his steak the other dude that's sitting there at the table sneezes and he kicks him the fuck out of the room <laughs> and it just ends um, and I think there was a commercial in between that and the actual match starting yeah uh, but yeah so the match was Brody Lee versus QT Marshall um, I wouldn't call this all Brody Lee but it kind of was. Um, yeah. It was a good, good match, but it was just 
putting Brody Lee over as a a dominant yeah dominant like his, wrestler his showcasing yeah his dominant showcasing um, he's fucking ridiculous yeah at one point Cody even compared him to a young Kevin Nash yep I heard that too which I can see um definitely see that oh yeah yeah there's no question about that um we hit uh Marshall with a with the discus lariat clothesline and that's basically how he won that match uh flipped this dude like flipped him spun him in the air uh what did what did Cody say oh he turned him inside out that's what he called <laughs> <laughs> um so after he pins him um Brody Lee leaves a dark order mask on Marshall's body and that's how that shit ends after that, we had the Triple A Mega Championship, which is a Triple um, oh, yeah. A organization out of Mexico. Mexico. Uh, Kenny Omega is the current champion, and he was defending against Sammy Guevara, who is also I don't know if they're on, like they're obviously not full time on that roster, but they both wrestle for Triple A. Yeah. Uh, so this one was probably the match of the night. Mm. No I would say no question. Um, at the end, I think Kenny Omega hit him with like two or three V triggers. Oh God, yeah, and they just kept getting worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, like they were going back and forth. I mean, it wasn't straight V triggers, but uh, Gravara was doing his thing, like trying to reverse something, doing doing some of his own moves. But it, it was eventually like three V triggers, the uh, J Driller, which is like a weird pile driver type move and then the one winged angel for the win um yeah yeah <laughs> great great match but <laughs> those finishes at the end were crazy yeah, um, that, that match was really good yeah i mean i i knew they weren't gonna let that title change hands on a, a different tv show Oh, for sure. But it was interesting to see that they let this championship match happen on a on an AEW event. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, they're definitely changing how wrestling is working because that's that's really old school type shit. When it was, re- I wasn't super into wrestling, but I understood because my uncle was a wrestler back in the day, and yeah. he was like a regional champ for a little while. Um, so that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like, you're coming into a different territory. Oh, yeah, I got the belt. I'm about to take your belt. I mean, it's not the same, but that's what it kind of reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah, the last person to really do shit like that was, like, back back in the day. I remember, like, uh, was it Ric Flair? Right, right. He did with the NWA championship on, um, I think it was WCW at the time. He would come out with the NWA belt. The beast. Woo! Um, oh, speaking of which, another recommendation: check out that Ric Flair 30 for 30. Oh, I've seen that already. Oh, you seen it? Yeah, right. I watched that shit live. <laughs> yeah, that shit was tight. Hell yeah. Uh, so after that Triple uh, A Mega Championship, we had Chris Jericho confronting Matt Hardy. Um, when Chris Jericho came out, since there was nobody on the sides uh, like last week uh, no wrestlers or anything the fucking cameraman started singing Jericho's intro song Jericho walks over to the cameraman and takes the camera from him and starts filming him as he's like air guitar and singing the shit yeah, it was pretty funny. funny I like how they found found a way to work that in with nobody in the crowd yeah no that shit's tight 
<laughs> um, so Jericho is in the ring, starts talking shit about um, Hardy teaming, basically teaming up and siding with the Elite uh, when he showed up last week. This time, uh, while Jericho's talking shit, that drone comes out, which is, uh, they call it Vanguard 1. Um, and then Jericho basically cuts a promo on the fucking drone. Uh, invites the drone to join the inner circle. Did you catch that? Yeah, it was it was stupid. <laughs> shit was funny. I was like, what the fuck? I was I was it was I was so confused, bro. But yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of shit that I missed because we had the chat going on. So I like between us talking and shit, I couldn't really catch a lot of it. So on the second the second watch, it was pretty funny listening to that shit. Fighting a fucking drone, the junkie group. But uh, after that shit, Hardy ended up coming out, and here come the air quotes, teleported around the stands, uh, which I'll get to that in a second too. Uh, but eventually, like it starts off with him all the way up to the top, and then in the middle, then in the bottom, and then next to the ring. Um, Hardy comes into the ring and says, basically, the reason he's joining the elite is because he owed the Bucks of Youth a debt. The Bucks of Youth. <laughs> yeah, he, Hard, Matt Hardy was basically talking like he was doing a fucking Shakespeare play the entire time. Yeah, that shit was weird. Um, at one point said he was, a, I forgot the name, but he was like a being over 3,000 years old. Damocles. Like that. What was it? I think he said it was Damocles. Or something yeah, like some that. weird shit like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was very weird, interesting back and forth between him and Jericho um, at one point Jericho asked him if he was part of the inner circle or the elite and Hardy just kept yelling delete and they had kind of a little funny back and forth yelling match um, and then Jericho slaps Hardy Hardy hit him hit Jericho with the right hand in return and knocked him down and Jericho basically said you're not the only one who's magic some bullshit like that and basically calling for a distraction for Sabian Guevara to come in and attack Mac Hardy from behind. As Guevara is attacking Hardy, Jericho's just kind of talking shit, like get him, hit him, shit like that. Um, and that's when Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes, who are at the announce table with Tony Schiavone, they ended up running down to the ring with chairs, chased off Sabian Guevara and Chris Jericho. And that's basically how Dynamite ended. Um, so. Looks like for sure we have Hardy in the elite, unless they're gonna do some kind of uh, some kind of uh, double cross. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Blood and guts. Whenever that happens, I can't see it happening. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, going back to that whole teleported, quote unquote teleport situation. Yeah. Uh, apparently, AEW has has discussed what actually happened yeah I read into that a little so yeah he wasn't teleporting uh Vanguard 1 which is the drone was projecting a hologram of Matt Hardy in the crowd and that's how that shit worked uh that's yeah that's how they're saying so he's not so, so they don't have to write into the script that he's fucking he's fucking magic and the, shit <laughs> teleporting around the arena <laughs> 
Um, that, how is that going to work when you actually go back to live and have a crowd? Right, exactly. Um, the, the other shit I saw, too, was that they did that. That was like the only thing that was almost live yeah, uh, during that Dynamite. Um, they basically, in between the Darby Allen, the Darby Allen and Kip Sabian match was yeah. filmed beforehand. So while that shit was going on, Jericho and Hardy were in the ring cutting that promo, which we couldn't see. And then they had like 15 minutes to put that shit together and for the end of the episode. So like there was a lot of shit going on. And I, I also seen that that wasn't the first take. Exactly. Yeah. Jericho hated the first take and yep. had to do it again. Excuse me. Yeah, that's exactly why they had to do it the way I just described because they hated the first one. Yeah. And the fucking the <laughs> editing was not great. Um, one because they're in an outdoor venue, so like Jericho's hair is blowing in the wind. Right. So it's obvious. <laughs> That's what was making the cut so obvious. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty weird. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it goes though. I'm we'll not gonna write it, it off. Goes, but I, I'm not feeling that Hardy's whole gimmick right now. Yeah, neither am I. We'll see Hopefully it will pay off somewhere down the line. But as of right now, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, because in the whole shit, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? What the fuck is going on? This shit is weird as fuck. That's like all I kept seeing. Yeah, I read somewhere that um, this whole gimmick of Matt Hardy, when he started this shit in that Impact, Impact, like TNA Impact Wrestling, Uh, and they're heavily taped and edited. Gotcha. So, yeah, they're saying that's why it worked there, so they're not sure how that's going to translate to live TV with Dynamite. Gotcha. But, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> True, signed into a hefty contract, so they gotta let him do whatever he gotta do. Pretty much. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, that was Ooh. Dynamite. Looking forward to another episode this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we had some more E-NASCAR. Uh, so, we had the... Second race in the eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series. Uh, this was the O'Reilly Auto Parts 125 from a virtual Texas Motor Speedway. <laughs> That's so tight. Uh, this one came down to a two-lap overtime shootout. Wait, uh, I don't know that was... to, uh, What? Go ahead. I said a two-lap overtime shootout. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but whatever. Keep going, and then we'll talk. Yeah. So basically. Um, the race can't end under, under caution, so oh. because the race was under caution technically on the last lap, uh, they have to try to do a green-white checker, so basically mm. get in one clean lap, get the white flag, and then no matter what happens, if the white flag flies, the next flag is going to be a checkered flag, whether there's a wreck or not. Understood. Yeah, so this one went into that two-lap overtime. Um, and it was Timmy Hill uh, and the number 66 ended up coming out with the win um, William Byron in the number 24 led 80 laps of this race wow. uh, but he ended up finishing 7th um, not sure, I don't remember if he got caught up in that last lap wreck that may have dropped him back more um, but in the top 5 we had Timmy Hill in 1st like I said in the number 66 uh, then in second, we had the number 37 of Ryan Priest. Oh, did I? 
I may have wrote that last name wrong. That's but I all good. His name is Ryan Priest. <laughs> uh, in third place, we had the number 51 of Garrett Smithley. Uh, fourth place, we had the number 89 of Landon Castle. And in fifth place, my boy in the number 88, Alex Bowman. Uh, also, Dale Jr. in his number eight was uh, came in six, so not bad for him. But yeah, Man. some more e-racing or e-racing i-racing e- e-racing i-racing on nascar on fox <laughs> on fox <laughs> for oh, now yeah. until they switch until they switch yeah yeah, yeah. oh if, yeah if you don't understand what i meant they um fox has the rights for half the year for nascar and then it switches over to tnt oh shit no i didn't know that is it tnt I think it's TNT. Yeah. yeah oh, that's damn. All I got for this week. Word. Word, 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 word. Where can the good people listen and follow you, Star? Follow me at Game44. Word. Uh, follow that guy, Hopefully, Steve. we have uh, some more good content for next week. We'll have some content because we'll, we'll have something. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll put something together. We'll at least have wrestling. <laughs> yeah, for Shit. now anyway. Right. Cool, nigga. Appreciate you, dog. We'll hear from you next week. All right, brother. All right. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace. Appreciate you, my nigga. Always, as always, as always. Even though there's not a lot of sports to be talked about or sports to be had, we're in here filling there's those ear holes. entertainment to be had. There's lots. Exactly. There's sports entertainment to be had. There's a lot of shit on Netflix that everyone needs to watch. I don't know. I've just been like cars. Hyperdrive on Netflix is fucking amazing. It's basically American Ninja Warrior, but with cars. So check that shit out. <laughs> it is fucking amazing. Um, like I said, Formula One, driven to succeed or drive to succeed, drive to succession. No, sir. Um, great fucking shit. And even that shit, there's so much cursing in that goddamn shit. Because everybody who's competitive fucking curses. Um, man, uh, what else did I watch? There's, I mean, I watched a lot of shit over the last few months. But uh, I was going through my watch again list on Netflix. And I was like, oh, I forgot. There's a lot of sports shit I watched. Last Chance You, Coach Snoop. There's a lot of good shit to get your sports fix in on Netflix. Fuck. There's even um, All or Nothing on Amazon, which is basically the... Hard knocks. I'm getting so desperate. I'm thinking about watching sports anime. Sports. There we go. We got sports anime. You know, this fucking <laughs> let's go, baby. We got we got sports, y'all. Just not live. It's just not live, you know, but we got sports. We got sports. No, I want to I want a show that takes five episodes to do one pitching series. <laughs> <laughs> one free throw. Six episodes later. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I throw a if I throw a curveball right now, Jesus the key will know that I am throwing a curveball. I cannot throw a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some anime is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're just like yep. talking shit right now, just like whatever, it's an example, but fuck, he's not lying. Some anime is really like that. God damn it. But, uh... <laughs> was, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! is just like, I am laying down this card. Now I will explain what this card does. Ooh, I 
think about his explanation for this part. I will think about doing this drug part. Oh, God. Yeah, I've I've never. My brothers were into Yu Gi Oh, so I, I've never uh, I've never watched that shit. I didn't know. I didn't know. My God! So there you go. No, it's, uh, it was a little little later for our time. I remember watching a couple episodes and being like, "This is fucking terrible." <laughs> <laughs> and I like Pokemon. I <laughs> dogs, no shit. I watched a couple of those old episodes and was like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" Obviously, I was a child, but still, god damn. All right. All right. Enough tangenting. Enough tangents. Enough. We're back on track. And the track is at its final destination. Not the movie, but we're ending the episode. <laughs> thank you all for following yeah, us. Devin <laughs> <laughs> Follow us all. I mean, thank you all for listening is what I meant to say. Follow us all collectively on the internet at TMS Report. We do things on the internet sometimes, but mostly just post about our shit and memes and things like that. Julian. I'm a Julian Mitchell on all the media. That's my name. That's his name, and I'm at the Beatnik. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week, even if there are no sports. Peace. Grab that jewel, you guys. Around.